what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Formula, the hottest sports podcast in all of Western North Carolina, creeping into living rooms across the world. At this time, I'd like to introduce our starting lineup for the Fantasy Formula today. On the wheels of steel, the executive producer extraordinaire, he's Magic Hands, Chris Fry. And two weeks running, sitting on my right, looking to put Addison on the bench forever. He's the real estate mogul of Hickory, North Carolina. He's the one, the only. He's Hank Eimer. Glad to be back. Hank, glad, glad to have you back, sir. I appreciate that. And of course, in the main seat here today, the pigskin professional, the gridiron guru, he's your man, the hitman, Chad East. All right, Hank, we got some good stuff today. But before we get started... I do want to introduce, we have a full-time sponsor for the first time this year. Look at you. Very exciting stuff. Very exciting stuff. We'd like to say thank you to our sponsor. It's the Greater Hickory Kia Classic at Rock Barn Spa and Golf Resort. You've been there many a times. Awesome. Beautiful place. Awesome place. place. Beautiful place. The uh, tournament this year will be held October 14th through the 20th. Fred Funk, who I have played golf with in a pro-am, will be defending his title this year in Hickory. Um, should be a great, great weekend. Can't wait. Just a few uh, weeks away till it kicks off, Hank. Great. Awesome. Y'all any more news about uh, the Greater Hickory Kia Classic? Check them out. GreaterHickoryKiaClassic.com. Thank you, sponsor. And with that being said, brother, one other tidbit of information, Hank. Breaking news. Breaking news. Was informed yesterday. This little old show called The Fantasy Formula might be, possibly today, Front page, iTunes, the the little thing at the top that says shows that we recommend, boom, Fantasy Formula. Could be staring at you today, Hank. Not hidden on the sixth page. Not hidden. Not <laughs> hidden. Right Front there. Front page. Well, let's, y'all go check out. It might be hidden on the sixth page. I don't know. It's going to be somewhere on iTunes. So anyway, wow. Hey, that's big news. We're, we're moving on up, brother. Hey, we're moving on I'm excited up. for you. And we're doing it all without Addison, which makes it even better. <laughs> Yay! Where you at, Ad? Where you at? <laughs> All right, so without further ado, brother, we had a great, great draft last weekend. Awesome. Davey drives a Hummer. This is our 11th year Hickory Standard League, Standard League yep. format. And um, we kicked it off Saturday, 3 o'clock-ish. Nice cornhole tournament. Took one of them. Did you win one? Absolutely. Great. Actually, there are two of them. I finished in last in both, which <laughs> normally doesn't happen to me. I, I'm not bragging on my skills in cornhole, but normally I'm at least challenging for the championship. However, got 
stuck with a really bad partner. I was getting ready to ask who <laughs> were we partnering really with. Bad partner. Can, we, can we let that out? Uh, Mr. William Rowland oh, okay. was my partner, and it just really wasn't happening for him, you know? Gotta First have game, flow between got, the two. Yeah, normally we got good vibe together. It just really wasn't happening this day, but we'll get him next year, Will. No worries. We'll get him next year. But after the cornhole tournament, we break into our draft. It normally starts about 6.30-ish. Can I add something right here? Please. Probably one of the best introductions I've ever heard to a fantasy draft. I gotta tell you, oh, if you. anybody... I would, I would tell you, I wish we had video of it because you are amazing. I really got to say, with oh, you on the mic to start that thing, nice. it, it brought up the energy. I think everybody was uh, just highly amused. The yes. Ring of Champions, always great. Love to see those haters turning yes. their back. That's right. Tuck, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I think there are several more. But uh, I just wanted to congratulate you Thank on you. the energy you brought and that pep talk, man. Ooh. You could, you, you that, that could hairs, be in a locker room. stand up on your, on your arms when you hear that. That pep could talk, be right? in a locker room one day, I gotta <laughs> tell you. Olivia's gonna get pumped up. I love it. Yeah, one day. Maybe we'll save it for the show. Maybe the last fantasy formula this year, maybe we can try to relive that moment. I hope so. Uh, we'll try to do that. Because, Hank, I'm hoping, another thing I wanna talk about, we'll talk about it a little bit at the end, but y'all send your emails in to info at the mesh TV. We're taking votes on if Hank should become the full time host of the fantasy formula, replacing Addison Fox. So we wanna hear if all you have to do is say, send in Hank. Or Addison. Send it to info at the mesh.tv. We're trying to make a push for Hank being full time, kicking Addison straight to the curb. So, with that being said, let's go and start talking about our draft. Davy drives a Hummer 2013. Um, Hank, it started off, and we're going to talk about your selection in the first round, uh, throughout the rounds. You actually had the number, oh, you had number two pick. That's right, number two pick. And I actually had, this will be interesting because I had the 11 pick. So we're going to talk about what you had on your side of the draft, what I had on my side of the draft, and we'll talk about other picks that were throughout the entire draft. So with um, let's, let's start with you, Hank. You had the number two pick. Off the board at number one, everybody's number one pick so far this year was AP was gone. So what did you decide to do at number two? Well, you know, the, the, the net, I wanted to get a back. And knowing the backs that were left, the next five all – kind of had question marks, you know, that, was it their upside? Was it injury? Was it their team? I wasn't sure. So, I, like I said last week on this show, C.J. Spiller, I felt, had a ton of upside with an offensive coordinator that says that they're going to give him the ball till he pukes, you know, every game. That's what you want to hear as a fantasy owner. Sure. And so, at number two, I took C.J. Spiller with the hope that he's going to be everything that his team needs him to be. Now, the only question mark I have is quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. EJ Manuel's hurt right now a little right. bit, and there's that question mark with that. But I do feel like he's going to be the man. I feel like he's going to get the ball a lot. Um, Arian Foster scared me away. Doug Martin I, I like, but I just went with C.J. Spiller. I f- felt he had a great upside. Crazy upside, like we mentioned last week on the Fantasy Formula. C.J. Spiller, at the end of the year, if all things go okay – he could be the number one point-producing running back in the entire fantasy football this year. He's got that much upside. He's a touchdown waiting to happen on any play. You know, right. break an 80-yarder, catch one out of the backfield, take it the distance. So, I like the pick. To me, I remember when you made the pick, I was like, wow, I thought you were going to draft Doug Martin. I really right. did. I was like, he's going to draft Doug Martin. When Spiller went up there, I was kind of shocked. But, you know – Doug Martin, C.J. Spiller, Jamal Charles, to me, you can put them all in whatever what direct order you want to put. Right. So um, 
that was a risky pick, C.J. Spiller. I hope it works out for you. It could help you make the playoffs, there's no doubt. At number three, Doug Martin came in, followed by Jamal Charles in the fourth spot. LaShawn McCoy, a little early at five. However, the fellow that drafted him. Homer. A Homer LT, who was on the Fantasy Formula last weekend, loves his Philadelphia Eagles. I think you may have called that, too. You, uh, I think last week you may have said LaShawn McCoy might go to wherever LT is. So he went off the board at five a little early. LaShawn McCoy could be a good, good pick, just a tad early for me. Marshawn Lynch, number six, followed by Trent Richardson, Ray Rice, Alfred Morris went to the champ, our last year's champ, Josh Elder, at number nine. Aaron Rodgers, first quarterback on the board at ten. And my, and my spot at 11, Arian Foster falls all the way to 11. Hank, I had to grab him. Had I know to. There's so many injury questions about him right now, but at 11. Had he, to. If he's not, you know, if you don't hear all the stuff through the media about his injury, he's number two or three off everybody's board. Absolutely. You know? And he falls to 11, so I was really patting myself on the back when he fell all the way to 11. At 12, wrapping up our first round, again, we're standard league, 12-team, uh, uh, fantasy league and Matt Forte went in the 12th spot. Solid selection at 12. You know uh, he catches some balls out of the backfield and he'll also in store for some some big runs uh, or some big running days as well this year. Um, so that wrapped up round one. Anything else that you want to talk about in round one that kind of was surprising or you thought had good value beside that Arian Foster pick? Because I know you love that one. No, I, I, I got to tell you, the Arian Foster was the most surprising pick, yeah. definitely, because, I mean, who would have thought that he would fall to 11? Exactly. No one. No one. Exactly. Um, I think, you know, the question is, it, we usually would have seen a quarterback go much earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Paul Breeding take Aaron Rodgers, which is no surprise in our league. You know, as you see his draft board, he's got every Packer that can catch a ball or <laughs> throw a ball or run a ball in yes, his thing. He does. But it's going to be interesting. I always feel like a quarterback um, can, you know, he guarantees 30 to 50 points on his first round draft pick, which is huge. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I like that pick there. I yes. know he's a homer, but, um, you know, some of these guys are going to be a bust. Jamal Charles could break his leg. You know, sure. I mean, all of, but, you know, cats. I think Aaron Rodgers was a solid pick there, I feel like. The great thing about Paul, who, who is the big Green Bay fan that drafted Aaron Rodgers. He drafted right before me, you know, so he knew he was taking exactly. And so I knew exactly what he was going to do. And I knew Arian Foster sliding down the board. If he could get by nine, I knew I would get him at 11. So when I saw Alfred Morris go at nine, Paul next, knew he was going with Aaron Rodgers. I knew Arian Foster would slide to me at 11. So anyway, I was very happy with that first round. Let's go hit the second round real quick, Hank. Uh, the first pick of round two went to Chris Johnson. So the guy in the 12th spot, C.J. Hines, drafted Forte and Chris Johnson. Not too bad. This guy, C.J., always wants his running backs, and he got two of them. Chris Johnson a little bit worried about but in that Tennessee offense, but, you know, he's got the, the athletic ability and potential to be a really, really good sure. pick this, this year. So the next pick was my pick in the second spot of round two. We haven't seen a wide receiver come off the board yet, and what do you know? Calvin Johnson falls to the second pick of round two, Hank. I don't know if you remember, but I came out of the war room, and I was kind of like doing little cartwheels, and I was dancing a jig because my draft started Arian Foster and Calvin Johnson. Crazy. Who would have thought that 11 would have had those two guys, especially not 11 in 14? Yes. I mean, that, exactly. Yeah, right? I, was, I was complaining how terrible 11 was last right. week, and it worked out. Just things fell together. And sometimes in drafts, ladies and gentlemen, 
Things just fall together uh, very nicely. You could have done a, a 20 mock drafts. It would never would have gone that way. Completely agree. Completely agree. Next pick following uh, Megatron with Steven Jackson goes to our Green Bay friend, uh, Paul Breeding. Steven Jackson and Aaron Rodgers is his team now. Drew Brees, next pick off the board. Uh, quarterback, New Orleans Saints, the second quarterback off the board, followed by A.G. AJ Green, Des Bryant, Brandon Marshall, DeMarco Murray, Julio Jones. So we saw a lot of wide receivers going round two. MJD, third to last pick of round two, followed by your pick, Reggie Bush, in the second to last spot, round two. Tell me about Reggie Bush there. Well, I think that this is going to be one of my picks that make or break me. I feel like Detroit has a ton of weapons. I don't feel like they've had a back there that can really prove themselves. They haven't. So this is going to be – this was my kind of – not reach. I like Reggie Bush. He helped me two years ago. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of my my stretch to say if – they're going to have a back that produces and produces well. Mm-hmm. This is going to be their guy because I feel like you can you can only put nine you know eight guys on Megatron. Right. You know somebody else is going to do the work, sure. and they're certainly not going to pack the line knowing that Megatron's out there. So I kind of I kind of feel like he's got the potential to be great, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that I have him. But he's going to be a definite question mark. And if he has a good year. I feel like I'm going to have a good year. Sure, I agree with that. The one thing I would say in a PPR league, Reggie Bush to me, home run right there. Home run. He's going to catch 70 balls easily with all the people checking uh, Megatron, as you mentioned. Matt Stafford loves to throw the ball. He's going to check down to Reggie Bush. That's 70 balls. We are not PPR. We're standard league. I think that hurts Reggie Bush a little bit. I know what you're saying. You make or break with Reggie Bush, and we'll see if that pans out. I would love him a little bit more for his PPR. Um, the last pick of round two, that was Demarius Thomas. So the, the guy who had the number one pick started with AP, gets Demarius Thomas, which great, great value late round two, and follows up first pick of round three with Larry Fitzgerald. So not a bad start for the guy drafting number one, Demarius Thomas and Larry Fitzgerald. Hank, we're back to you in round three. You go quarterback Peyton Manning in the third round, second spot. Tell me about Peyton. Well, Why you want him? Because same argument I had with Aaron Rodgers. With my third pick, if I can guarantee, now he's not going to have your 55 points per game that Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers are going to have. But if you looked statistically last year, he had more 30-point games sure. than anybody. Absolutely. So if I can get that out of my third spot. Mm-hmm. Now, my breaking point right there was if I could get one of those three, and I think I said it last week too, if I could get one of those three mm-hmm. you did. on two, three, I'm going to get them. And so that's just what my plan was, and I went with it because I felt like that was going to be the most value for my team at that point. Gotcha. I noticed in the next spot, Jimmy Graham went the third spot round three. Did you ever have any thoughts of Jimmy Graham in that two-hole there? I did. Yeah. I did because it, it was that was the the thought process was and if when you're looking at my draft I would have changed knowing what happened if you, I got Manning so much later Eli I got Eli so much later so I ended up changing that mentality of that first three if Peyton would have gone one person ahead of me I would have had Jimmy Grant and then my quarterback would have came come down in round eight got it. Somewhere in there. Gotcha. Good explanation there. Yeah, I like uh, I like the Peyton pick. I think he's going to have a great year. Very solid and consistent. Again, maybe not the 55-point games as you mentioned, but he's going to give you 30 every week. Right. You can count on it. Count on it. Uh, Jimmy Graham, next spot behind Peyton. Love the pick in round three. Jimmy Graham, to me, is a late round two, early round three selection, so he goes right in the right spot. I wish he was on my team. I expect great, great things from Jimmy Graham. Guys, if you can get him. Round two, early round three, you got to take them. Don't let them slip. 
Next pick, Stephen Ridley, New England running back off your board, followed by Andre Johnson, Frank Gore, David Wilson, Darren McFadden, Darren Sproles, Randall Cobb, another Green Bay guy, gone to our guy, Paul Breeding. So that's three picks, two Green Bay players, followed by Vincent Jackson. Vincent Jackson was my pick round three. Now, I struggled with this. I really did. I had – I wanted – I really wanted a running back, but the running backs that were left on the board – I didn't feel deserved a third-round selection, okay? The, like the Giovanni Bernards, the Lamar Millers. Uh, who else was going there? I think David Wilson was already gone. So, anyway, there really wasn't a, uh, a running back that I really thought warranted the third-round pick. Right. So, it was down to a wide receiver. Wide receivers on the board were Vincent, Victor Cruz, Roddy White, Dwayne Bowes, those kind of cats. To be quite honest, and I'm a, I'll be deadly honest with you, I had marked Roddy White off my board already, okay? <laughs> For some reason, I thought he was already chosen. So I saw Vincent Jackson. I grabbed him, sat back down, and I heard somebody talking to me right to the right of me saying, Roddy White's still on the board, whispering to someone else, right? Right. So CJ has got the, the guy right behind us. He drafts Victor Cruz, and I'm thinking Roddy White goes in the next hole. Matt Ryan goes. So then Roddy White falls in the fourth round, Hank. Unbelievable. Vincent Jackson and Roddy White. Anyway, that's how the first few picks for my for my team went, and I was, dude, I, like I said, I was doing cartwheels at this moment. You, you know? should be. Yeah, I was. You've had a good draft at this beer point. on my head, popping champagne. It was on. It was on. So let's review that fourth round real quick. Second to last pick was was me with Vincent Jackson, followed by Victor Cruz. That was the last pick of round three. First pick round four, Matt Ryan, quarterback, Atlanta Falcon goes, and then I get who he's going to be throwing to, Roddy White, second pick, round four. Really love what was happening so far with my draft. Following round four, Torrey Smith, Baltimore Raven wide receiver, Dwayne Bowe, Tom Brady. He goes in the fourth round. I thought there was value there, Mm -hmm. round four. Lamar Miller, question mark here in round four. I guess if you need a running back, you go Lamar Miller, and you got to get him in round four or five. But big question mark for me for Lamar Miller. Right. I agree. Next pick, Giovanni Bernard. First, oh, the thing we didn't mention about this draft, this is a rookie keeper. First year we've instituted this rookie keeper. So you get, if you draft a rookie, you get to keep your rookie at the same round that you drafted them the next year. No questions asked. So first rookie goes off the board, round four. How many, how, how many people out there like this cat because of hard knocks? How many? 90%. How many they, people? They saw him. They don't know. Half of the country doesn't know who Giovanni Bernard is. No. I'm telling. We know him here because he went to University of North Carolina. Right. And so we followed him. The dude, he broke NC State's heart last year. I mean, the dude is a playmaker. But without hard knocks, nobody knows who this right. guy would be. Absolutely you know? not. He would typically, without hard knocks, I would say he would be drafted. Instead of round four and five where he's been drafted, I'd say around seven or eight. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I, when he went off the board, I, I, I immediately was like, that guy – is his draft status has been helped by Hard Knocks. No doubt about it. Speaking of, we're taping this show or, or podcasting here on a Wednesday. Did you watch Hard Rock Knocks last night? I did not. It's very good. Very good show. Uh, it's got only got one episode left. They're coming down to all the cuts. Right. Dude, that's a – to be a head coach, and even these players, they for months they have been busting their ass. And then one day – Cut, right. gone. That is a tough life to live. But. Well, and you know, some of these teams, it's not like you're cutting one or two. I mean, at, at some point, they got to get down to what, 53? Yes. And they're at 75? They're 75. And, right and by the 31st, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know how many people follow this. Austin Johnson, yeah. back up full back from Hickory High, went to mm-hmm. Tennessee. He, 
he's backup fullback. How many teams are carrying two fullbacks? So true. And so, you know, it's going to be tough. The 31st, I think, is the day he finds out. That's and exactly so, right. you know, I mean, to be in this position, what a tough, tough job. There's no doubt. You've got to not only know your position, but you also, you've got to make it on special teams. A lot of these guys make it on special teams, right. you know, so you've got to wear a bunch of different hats. Hey, good luck to Austin Johnson, Hickory boy. I hope he brings it home. New Orleans Saints, good job. Um, round four, we'll wrap it up here. It went after Bernard, Hakeem Nix, Wes Welker, Cam Newton, quarterback off the board, your Carolina Panther in round four, followed by Marcus Colston. Now, Hank, this is your pick, round four. It's a Saint. You know we love Saints on this on this program because they all they do is score fantasy points. Tell me about Marcus Colston and why. All right, just exactly what you said. I think a breeze with Peyton this year, they are going to yeah. freak out. Yeah. And I think Colston is going to be the man to do it. I think there's so many weapons. Jimmy Graham is going to get a ton of attention. Mm-hmm. Sproles coming out of the backfield is going to get a ton of attention. I think Colston is going to be a solid, solid one receiver. You know, I think Colson is the most underrated wide receiver in fantasy football. Nobody talks about him, mm-hmm. but he gets you at least 10 to 12 every week. Every week. Every week. You know, he's solid. So fourth round value, especially he's, he's a saint. You want saints on your team. Good pick round four. The last pick round four was Eddie Lacy, Green Bay running back. Let's talk about him just for a second. He is special. Shooting up draft boards very, very quickly. It's it's crazy. Uh, about two weeks ago, we did a draft. He fell into the ninth round. Now he's in round four. He's a rookie. Out of Bernard, Giovanni Bernard against Eddie Lacy. Who do you want and why? Let's sum it up in fifteen seconds. Who do you think? I like. I, I go by team. Yes. And I'd rather have Eddie Lacy just because I think the Packers are going to be a more impressive team and give him the opportunity to succeed. I'm with that. Yep, exactly. Eddie Lacy, if I had to pick between him and Bernard, it's Eddie Lacy all day. Look for him for at least eight touchdowns. He's their goal line back too, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you read yesterday, the backup, his name was Dewan Harris or something like that that ran for Green Bay, out for the year. They put him on injury reserve. He's done. So now Eddie Lacy, he's going to get more of the workload. So anyway, it's a great pick in round four. Will Rowland, good job there. All right, round five, here we go. A little bit of a shocking pick, round five. Rob Gronkowski, tight end New England Patriots off the board. Now, I love him. I love him. Round five thought maybe a round two early. However, they're saying he's not going to be week one, possibly week two, but probably week three. What do you think about Gronkowski knowing he's going to be out for three weeks-ish? I, I agree with you. I would have felt like he would have fallen, and I would have loved to have had him a couple rounds later because when he comes back, if he stays healthy, he's going to catch a ton of touchdowns. Tons. Tons and tons. He, uh, Tom Brady loves throwing to him, and, and that dude loves catching touchdowns. So. <laughs> that guy, yeah, he loves it. Wow. Uh, so, anyway, that was the first pick of round five. Hank, we're back to you here. Second pick of round two. Uh, Fantasy Nostradamus 2 is his name, and he selects Ryan Matthews running back San Diego. Now, we paused. I remember you put, put him up on the board, and everybody kind of hesitated for a second because – I know this firsthand. Ryan Matthews, I drafted him last two years, like round one or two, and this dude has been a dud, a complete flop. So when I see his name, it's almost like mud to me, you know? <laughs> so you put him up there. I want to boo, but in the fifth round, you needed a running back, and you, you chose Matthews. Why? Well, like you said, I needed a starting back. He's he's one. He's yeah. still the one in San Diego. And everybody's talking about how much they like him. 
Mm-hmm. I've seen him in some preseason games. We talked about last week that he's a fumble yes. addict. Yes. Um, I saw him go in the end zone, went over the pile, touchdown. Next opportunity, went over the pile, fumbled Fumble. the ball. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, in the first breath, I'm cheering. The next one, I'm crying. Yeah. But I needed a number one. He's a number one. Yeah. I, I, him, like Reggie Bush, you know, my backs could be either really good or really bad. Yeah. And um, I need him to produce. It's like you said, it, I mean, he could be really good, really bad. The other backs that went in this round were um, Daryl Richardson, Ahmad Bradshaw, Shane Vereen, and Richard Mont- uh, Mendenhall. Oh, Monte Ball, too. You like Matthews over all those guys? Well, I think I, I think right now uh, some of those other ones I've, I felt like are going to split more time. And yeah. so, you know, in the backfield, it's even more a crowded backfield. I think Ryan Matthews, it's his to lose. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I do. I, I do. And I think I think Phillip Rivers has to make this year a statement for him. So if his team's going to be good, I like Matthews to be good. So, I mean, I, I'm hoping that Phillip Rivers has a good year this year because it's only going to help. You sold me on that, dude. Yeah, you just sold me on Matthews. And, you know, I like Phillip Rivers. So, good work there, Hank. Man, if Matthews has the potential to be – I mean, he got drafted in the first round. I mean, he was drafted to be the running back for this team and take them to the Super Bowl. Do you remember when he got drafted? San Diego was still competing. They were good. They were getting rid of LaDainian because exactly, of him. Exactly. So, he's got the 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 – Skill set to do it. Let's right. just see if he turns it in now. So, hold on uh, that ball. Yes, hold on, hold to, that on ball. to that ball, boy. So the next pick, Antonio Brown went round five, pick three, followed by Dale Richardson, St. Louis running back. Danny Amendola goes next. Reggie Wayne, Pierre Wee-Wee Garçon goes in the seventh hole, round five. Jason Witten, tight end off your board, third tight end off your board there in round five. Ahmad Bradshaw, Monte Ball, rookie running back. There's another rookie for our rookie keeper league that goes 10th spot, round five. Shane Vereen falls to – well, not really falls to me in the 11th hole. Hank, I I like Shane Vereen, but I hated this pick. I was thinking, you know, I've started my draft with a solid running back, three wide receivers. I really need a running back to get everything going here. Right. I didn't want Rashard Mendenhall. I've had him before. I think he's a little bit old and tired. I wanted somebody new. And I, we talked about Shane Vereen last week. Yep. The only thing, I love Shane Vereen and PPR, kind of like Reggie Bush because he's going to catch balls out of the backfield. But to be honest, he really is only a third down back because Stephen Ridley gets the carries. Unless they line Shane Vereen up in the slot or something, which they may do, I could get round five value. But I feel like I reached a little bit. I really didn't know what else to do. I'll just be completely honest with you. I wasn't ready to pick quarterback in that spot because I know the guy behind me had already he already had Matt Ryan, so he's not looking quarterback. Right. So I grab Chamberlain. Hopefully it works works out. He'll be my RB two. We'll see we'll see what happens this year. Uh, next pick, Rashard Mendenhall went right after Chamberlain to wrap up round five. Anything there round five that stood out to you, buddy? Um, well, I, I think the Gronkowski is either going to be a, a blessing or a curse. Yeah. I mean, you know, he at that at round five you can still get some starting. You know, you're still getting your starting players, and to take somebody like Gronkowski. You got to feel real good about it, and if he comes back, it's going to be huge yeah. for Will. It could be make could make his team really good. You got AP Gronkowski, Fitzgerald, and Demarius Thomas. Ooh, that's a pretty nasty team. Yep. Um, the one I was want to point out real quick, Ahmad Bradshaw. He goes two spots in front of me. I really wanted Ahmad to fall to me in the eleventh hole, fifth round. Um, the Colts are going to have to run if Bradshaw can stay healthy. There's Dick Ballard in the backfield there, a couple other dudes, but they signed Bradshaw to run the ball to run the ball, to help Luck. I think he'll run the ball as long as he's healthy. So I wanted him to fall. He didn't. Two spots in front of me, so I go Vereen. Here we go, round six. Jordy Nelson goes first pick round six, and then it's back to me. All right. 
I feel after the debacle that happened to me in the, the fantasy football draft two weeks ago where I waited on my quarterback and they all got snapped up in round five and right. six, there was, there was not one left. I grabbed Matthew Stafford, round six, second pick, Detroit Lion quarterback. Expect great things from Matt Stafford. I thought that was not necessarily great value round six. That's where he should be taken. If I didn't get him there, he wasn't coming back. No, he way. wouldn't have been back to you. Um, I penciled Matthew Stafford in to, to be a top ten quarterback. I got him in round six. My team's starting to come together. I've got my two running backs, got three wide receivers, and I've got my quarterback. I'm feeling pretty good about my team here in round six, Hank. Next up, B.J.E. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis goes off the board, followed by Steve Smith from Carolina. He goes <laughs> in that fourth spot, round six. Uh, D'Angelo Williams, big news out of Carolina. Jonathan Stewart, I think, is on the pup list. Right. So six, six weeks, I think, six or seven weeks. So that means D'Angelo, number one workhorse for Carolina's backfield. Right. Not bad value, round six. Next quarterback, we see the run of quarterback start here. We saw Matthew Stafford go second pick round six. Now here goes Andrew Luck off the board. Next up, RG3 off the board, followed by Chris Ivory, Le'Veon Bell, Cecil Shorts, T.Y. Hilton. And to wrap up round six, Russell Wilson goes off the board. We Let's talk about T.Y. real quick, Hank, your pick in round six. I love him. I know we've talked about it. I love him. I think he is going to catch a ton of balls. He is lightning fast. And – when he fell to me, I, 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 the grin on my face, yeah. you couldn't stop me because I wanted him on my team. And to get him, I feel like that was good value for me right there. And so I'm happy with that pick. Love the pick. You know, he's also got Reggie Wayne, who's a, a veteran, you know, a, a, such a professional, to teach T.Y. Hilton the ways, you right. know, of, of that Indianapolis offense. And I love that pick. Look for T.Y. Hilton, guys. If you can get him round six – just scoop him up because he will be, mark my word, a top 15 wide receiver this year, no doubt about it. He will be a star in a few years. The pick that goes right before T.Y., that's the Cecil Shorts pick. We gave Jeremy a little – Jeremy, uh, he drafted Jeremy East. That's my brother. He drafted right before Hank. Probably one of the worst drafts I've ever seen in my, <laughs> in my life. But Cecil Shorts, do you, do you know anything about Cecil Shorts? I know that they, does, they don't have a quarterback to throw to him. No, right? no. I mean, maybe a little early for Cecil. Cecil maybe a lot early. <laughs> maybe a lot early. And let's before we move round six, let's talk about the the quarterbacks that went: Matthew Stafford, Luck, RG three, and Russell Wilson. All go in that round. Rank them in what the order that you like them, Hank. I like Stafford and Luck. Okay, me too. I, I mean, I, I think those are two great quarterbacks. I think they're going to be right there with each other. They're going to produce. They're going to be dependable. They're going to be good. RG3, you know, year two, that's always the determining factor. ACL. ACL. Round two, you know, year two, is is the gimmick over? Are people going to realize how to play him? Right. So, I mean, that's the next question. And then yeah. Russell Wilson's the same thing. With you. You know, I, I love Seattle. Seattle's going to be in the game because their defense is so good. Yeah. But – I mean, is he going to be the man to do it in the second year? We'll see. He's a, hey, he's a great competitor. Yeah, great competitor, but that ne- doesn't necessarily win your fantasy nope. football games. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Uh, I thought it was a little early for Russell. I love him too, but a little early in RG3. I'm like you, man. Too much risk. They don't even know if he's going to start week one. Right. So a little. He risky. says he is. He's but yeah, <laughs> he's been saying that since he, the day after he tore his ACL. But which is great. I mean, he's a hardworking fellow. Right. And I wish him the best. I hope it works out. But that's just a lot of risk in round six. All right. Next up, round seven, we'll fly. We got Mark Ingram that goes. Eric Decker falls all the way to round seven to you, Hank. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be smiling on that big too. I am, and and you know, I and not to say anything about Cecil Shorts, but to have those two come after that cat. <laughs> 
I mean, <laughs> I'm happy. I've got my third receiver sure. who's going to score a ton. Peyton's going to throw to him a ton. I was happy as I could be. Yeah, great pick there. Next up, after the Eric Decker pick in round seven, we saw Greg Jennings go off the board, Minnesota's wide receiver. Deshaun Jackson next. Colin Kaepernick, quarterback, San Francisco 49ers, off your board, pick five, round seven, followed by Ben Tate, son of a gun. I drafted Arian Foster. I wanted to get Ben Tate in round seven. He goes six picks in front of me to uh, Steven Sparks. Next, Vernon Davis, tight end off your board, James Jones, Tony Gonzalez, Mike Wallace, and then I, because it's a rookie league, I go grab Tavon Austin, who I've gotten every single fantasy league I, I own this year. Tavon Austin is on my team. Round seven, Mm-mm. a little early, but I'm telling you, this guy is explosive. We don't know anything about Tavon Austin. We're getting ready to find out, Hank. We're getting ready to find out. If you watched last week's preseason game, he ran a kick return back or a punt return back, 80-some yards to do this lightning quick. He's like a little uh, little water bug so, so fast. Anyway, we hope that works out. It's a rookie league. Let's, we'll, we'll, we'll roll the dice there. Next pick, Andre Brown. That wraps up round seven. Hank, anything staring at you? I really like the Eric Decker pick there. Uh, Ben Tate, again, really cost me there round seven. Anything yeah. else? Well, I, I think the Ben Tate, the handcuffing has started. Yep. And so, you know, all, everybody's trying to figure that out. And, you know, to steal it away, you know, Steven is is planning on the, the bad news for Arian Foster. So, I mean, yeah. I think that, you know, it that could be huge to get a starting running back right there. Absolutely. Also interesting, Tony Gonzalez and Vernon Davis, both really two top five tight ends. They go in round seven. If you don't get the Jimmy Grahams or the uh, – Gronkowski you can wait on, and even the Jason Witten. You can get a Tony Gonzalez or a Vernon Davis in round seven. That tells me let's wait on tight end until middle of the rounds, round seven, because if you can get somebody of that caliber, good job well done. I can see where this is heading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll continue on here. Round eight. We go uh, first pick of round eight. Stevie Johnson goes off your board, and the reason I'm laughing, you'll find out here in two short rounds. Actually, this, <laughs> this round, round. Here, this round. Ladies Stevie Johnson goes off the uh, board, first pick, round eight, followed by – this is where my draft kind of gets a little sketchy. Ain't not as sketchy as yours, as we, <laughs> as we soon find out. But Ronnie Hillman, he's the running back for Denver. You know, they pencil him in as, as the starter. He's got fumble issues too. Um, they've actually dur- – during practice this week, I've heard they moved Ronnie Hillman to third string and they put Monte Ball up there because Hillman fumbled two times last weekend. Right. So he's my round eight pick. I know it's, we're talking about, a little bit about flyers here. You try to get depth – for your team, but little worried about Ronnie Hillman in round eight. Next pick, Jermichael Finley, third pick, round eight, followed by Kenny Britt, Sidney Rice, Bryce Brown, another handcuff there. Josh Gordon goes in round eight. I really like that pick, followed by Fred Jackson, who's the backup to your C.J. Spiller. But Fred Jackson, I really think he's shot. I don't think you need to get him no. if you've got C.J. Spiller. Just let him go. Jared Cook, another tight end, followed by Vic Ballard. And then, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the pick that really set off a uh, just a firework explosion during our draft, my man sitting across from me, a brilliant fantasy mind, selects Dennis Pitta with the 11th pick in round eight. And I don't know if you guys know much about Dennis Pitta, but about a month and a half ago, the poor fella tore his ACL, so he was out for the season. I think it's his hip. Uh, <laughs> yes, you're right. It was his hip flexor. I know his more about flexor. Dennis Pitta now than I would like to know. Oh, and so Hank goes up there with a lot of confidence. And select when he puts his sticker up on the board, I'm, I do the announcing, and I announce Dennis Pitta. <laughs> 
So beer cans start flying. You know, the booze are hurled right in Hank's direction. It was just a fabulous three minutes of just fun because I got to experience it the week before, Hank. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Can you walk us through this Dennis Pitta selection? Well, I got to tell you, it was, it was an embarrassing moment. <laughs> and, and, you know, when you're sitting in these, I don't know if many people have the opportunity to do these fantasy drafts the way we do. I'm with 11 of my closest friends. Right. So it is no holds barred. You know, I'm not sitting in front of a computer. I'm not online. This is people that I have known for my entire life. Yes. So when that Dennis Pitta <laughs> sticker hit that board, it was – people wanted to hurt me down to their soul. And it was – I struggled. I, I mean, I got to tell you, and, and we'll talk about this on the next pick. I was on tilt. I could not control myself because of what happened at that time. I got to applaud all of you on how you got into my head because that – it, it was unprecedented. Uh, Half of you all turned into medical examiners because you were like, it's a hip. It's the hip. Oh, it was embarrassing. Hearing, my eyes are burning. My eyes are burning. I must have said that 12 times after you put that label up there because I could not believe what I had just witnessed. Anyway, it was a wonderful three minutes of fun, as I mentioned. You handled it well, but I remember staring at your face when I – <laughs> it's like somebody stole a puppy from yes, me. I mean, just the look on your face was complete and, 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 and utter horror. Terror was all over your face because you knew you had made a bad selection. But anyway, <laughs> good job. Round eight. Let's move on to round nine. Next up, first pick, round nine, Alshon Jeffrey. I expect pretty good things for Alshon Jeffrey. Brandon Marshall going to be getting a lot of coverage there in Chicago. Jeffrey. Third-year wide receiver, this is normally when they show. Right. Good pick there. Bilal Powell, we talked about him, Hank. Now, okay, you're trying to get off tilt. The pit of selection happened around eight. You immediately have to take another pick. Like it was tough. Four minutes later, right? <laughs> minutes. I, I think Will, on purpose, quickly put those selections up there to get me back on the clock. Right, so Bilal Powell, tell me about Bilal there. Well, I, I don't like Chris Ivey. Yeah. Ivory, I don't like him. I think that he will be there for three weeks and be out. And so – I wanted another starting back. Um, if I could, this is a reach. You know, um, the bad news is the Jets are not good. Mm, and so even if, even if I got the starting back for the Jet, I don't know if I want them. Right. So I, I got to tell depth. you, depth, yeah, yeah. for depth, I'm, I'm riding a wave that I don't want to be on right now, okay? <laughs> and it ended up crashing on Blau Powell. <laughs> Pitta, all about Bilal Powell. Bilal Powell just takes the punishment from the previous Pitta pick, right? That right, that's it. That's it. And I know I've got a few minutes now to compose myself, uh, maybe drink a beer, absolutely. take some time, sure. and then this write-in comes. <laughs> <laughs> Who couldn't find the sticker? And first, this is what upset yes. me, too. Next Go ahead. pick, exactly. With our first write-in pick of the day, there's a sticker was in there. But uh, Jeremy, my brother, who I said was probably the worst draft we've ever seen in the history of fantasy football, selects the Detroit third running back. How do you pronounce his name, Hank? Jaque? Jaque Bell. Jaque Bell goes off the board round nine. Still a lot of good uh, wide receivers on the board. There's still some good running backs, and he goes with the – Third string Detroit running back uh, off his board. I think he was maybe affected by your Dennis Pitta selection as well. <laughs> I think so, too. But as you'll see in later rounds, he really needed some backs. <laughs> Next up off the board, now great pick here, round nine. So our guy, Jay Caldwell, always seems to wait on quarterbacks. He did it again. He gets Tony Romo, round nine, his starting quarterback. Great value, round nine, Hank. Yeah, it was. It awesome really was. pick. Owen Daniels next, followed by Golden Tate. 
Bernard Pierce, that's the backup to Ray Rice there. Anquan Bolden, good, good value round nine. Mike Williams, who I love in Tampa Bay this year. Round nine, great, great pick. Lance Moore, another New Orleans Saints goes. And then I select Vincent Brown, San Diego Chargers wide receiver round nine. Hey, man, I, I like him this year. I right. think he'll probably end up being number one. You were talking about Phillip Rivers. This has kind of got to be Phillip's year if they're going to do anything. He's going to have to throw to Vincent Brown. Absolutely. Next pick off the board, Chris Givens in St. Louis, who I really like this year. This round nine, except for the Bell pick, dude, this thing is solid as they come. I love what happened in round nine for our league. Everybody, you know, Davey drives a Hummer 2013. Great job, round nine. Round ten here, we'll fly through it. Uh, Antonio Gates, tight end, goes off the board there, followed by probably my worst pick of the draft. I choose Isaac Redman, round ten. I know that – the Pittsburgh Le'Veon Bell's out for six to seven weeks, I think. And so I gamble here. It might be Dwyer. It might be Redmond. But to be quite honest, who wants either of them? You right. know, maybe for depth, kind of like your Bilal Powell pick. Right. Maybe it's Redmond. Who knows? I grab him in round 10. Whatever. Jonathan Stewart, we now find out he's on the pup list. So he goes around 10. He's on somebody's bench for six to seven weeks. Danny Woodhead next. That's the backup. San Diego to your Ryan Matthews goes there in round 10. Miles Austin, Michael Floyd, Michael Vick. First backup quarterback off the board goes in round 10, followed by Zach Stacy, Kimbrell Tompkins, Jonathan Dwyer, the other Pittsburgh running back, Brandon Pettigrew, tight end, off the board to you, Hank, in round 10. I, I, needed, I obviously needed a tight end. <laughs> I mean, Pitta wasn't going to do it. And I, I looked at everybody that was left. I like the fact that he's on Detroit's team. Matthew yeah. Stafford's going to be thrown to him. I know they have another tight end, um, Schaefer, yeah. but I do feel like Pettigrew's going to – Going to get some balls. So it's not going to be my strongest position, right. but I, I, I feel I had to redeem myself. Sure. You needed to get Pitta to taste out of your mouth quickly. <laughs> I did. And so he drafted another tight end in round 10. Not bad. Robert Turbin goes off the board. Last pick of round 10. I remember booing Mr. Roland for this pick. Robert Turbin, I mean, you know, he's Marshawn Lynch's backup. Not bad, but round 10, I just thought. And plus there's this other dude now in Seattle that they drafted – um, Christine Michelle or something like that that might take Turbin's role. So right. Who knows? A little early there for Mr. Turbin. Uh, next pick, Toby Gerhardt. Another backup goes to Mr. Roland. Well, I remember the booze on this, that one, yeah, too. This one has started falling apart for our first-round uh, picker here, Will Roland. Next pick, Eli Manning. You go backup quarterback here in Eli, round 11, Hank. I, I, like, I needed to make sure that, you know, if, if Peyton goes down – I wanted to have some sort of depth back there, and Eli is as consistent as any backup you'll have. So um, if I would have, you know, kind of like we talked about before, if I would have gone a different direction and been able to guarantee that i get Eli there, I probably would have made a couple different picks. But, you know, he's on my bench. Would you have changed the Pitta pick? (laughs) I wish I would have. (laughs) Next up, following Eli, was Jacques Rogers Cordero. Patterson, that's that wide receiver from Minnesota, rookie off your board. Again, we're a rookie keeper. Phillip Rivers goes next as a backup to uh, LT, who was here last week. Um, LeGarrette Blunt didn't even know he was still in the league, but he goes in team pick six, round 11. Ruben Randall, Seahawks defense, first defense off the board. Round 11 goes to Russell Coley, followed by Pierre Thomas, Mohamed Sanu, who I expect pretty good things from out of Cincinnati. And then I go – Again, we're trying to get depth for our running backs. Michael Bush, not too excited about the pick, but at this time I'm just looking for depth. Right. Next pick, Sean Green wraps up round 11. Nothing too exciting there, so let's move on to round 12. Andy Dalton, first pick, round 12. I get Ryan Broyles. We're talking about the Detroit offense. Calvin Johnson going to get a lot of coverage. Ryan Broyles, number two there. Right. Maybe he sees some touches. Sure. Um, 
interesting pick here. The New England tight end, Zach Sudfield. We talked about him last week, Hank. He lasts till round 12. You think there's value there around 12? Well, I, I, I do because I think when Gronkowski comes back, I think he's still going to get some balls. And they, if he gets in that Aaron Hernandez sure. thing like we talked about, could be I mean, he could he could get a ton of balls. And he's proven that he can catch. No doubt. No doubt. Also, I think he's a rookie. And so that was the rookie pick for this rookie keeper there. Right. 49ers defense goes off the board. And then we see a kicker going round 12. Steven Gotzkowski. Remember what we try to say here at the Fantasy Formula. Save the kickers for the last round, y'all. There's value. Value that you can get in round 12, 13, and 14. Don't pick your kickers to the last round. Man, that was a bad pick. Jay Cutler goes next. Bears defense, followed by Tyler Eifert. Love this guy, Cincinnati. He's a rookie as well. Emmanuel Sanders comes up in the ninth hole, 12th round. Jonathan Franklin, running back, Green Bay there. Joseph Randall goes to you. Now tell me about Joseph Randall. He's a Dallas running back backup, right? Right, he's a backup. He's a rookie. He's a rookie backup. And, you know, not knowing what's going to happen with Murray. I mean, you know, obviously he's there. If he ends up getting in, it, it satisfied my rookie. It satisfied a backup, sure. you know, a backup running back. So I just took a flyer, needed a rookie. There and he was. The word in their camp is that he has got a tremendous skill set, that he's got talent. Right. He just needs to see the field. So that was his pick there. The last pick of round 12 was Panthers defense. Rolling right into round 13 here. We go Greg Olson, tight end, followed by defense from you. Oh, this was kind of funny at our draft. Remember this? Oh, yeah. Hank selects the Texans defense round 13. (laughs) A couple picks prior, our friend Will Rowland, who selected the Panthers defense, was looking for Texas. Is that right? Texas. Texas. The defense of Texas, well, as you guys know, there is no team called Texas, so he scavenged through a lot of labels. He was shuffling through he the was labels. through and came up with the Panthers. So you get the Texans D. I like the Texans D this year. Ben Roethlisberger goes next, followed by Denarius Moore, Malcolm Floyd, and Cameron. Mm-hmm. Jordan Cameron, tight end Cleveland, rookie off your board there. Rams defense next, who I really like this year, Rams D. Marcel Reese. Roy Hallou, Packers D, and I grab my tight end, Kyle Rudolph. I got him penciled in for a top 10 tight end. I get him in round 13. Like the value, I just hope Ponder can get him the ball. Ponder likes to check down, so maybe Rudolph will get a lot of looks. Bengals defense goes off next. Round 14, Niall Davis. He's a rookie running back for Kansas City. Goes first pick round 14. I grab the Cowboys defense. I think I'm going to drop him, Hank. I don't really like the Cowboys defense at this time. Tequila was flowing. I could see out of one eye. Just grabbed the label and stuck it up there. Next up, we see some kickers go. Matt Prater, Matt Bryant. We got Rashad Jennings sightings here in round 14. Blair Walsh kicker, Phil Dawson kicker, Josh Brown kicker, Patriots D, Browns D. You get an interesting pick here, A.J. Jenkins in Kansas City. Right. I like this value. Tell me about A.J. Well, I, you know, I was just looking at who could possibly be hitting the field, and right. he, was, he was on the top of my list. And yeah. so, you know, already having my defense, knowing I'm going to take the kicker last, I said, this is my time to take this guy right here. So, you know, a couple things happened. He's hitting the field a lot this sure. year. You guys, A.J. Jenkins, if you don't know his name, he was at San Francisco, just recently got traded to Kansas City for John Baldwin. They're, he's quick. He's from Ohio State. Right. Very fast. They're looking to team him up. Dwayne Bow one side, A.J. Jenkins on the other side. Could be a deep threat. Could be some great, great value round 14. And we wrap up. Davey drives a Hummer 2013 fantasy draft in round 15. LaMichael James goes off the board. The San Francisco running back looks like he might move to number three. He was number two. Kendall Hunter has replaced him now. You pick Dan Bay. Bailey, kicker, Dallas, can't go wrong. Ryan Lindell, 
kicker, Alex Henry. We got Broncos off the board. Kendall Hunter goes. Marcus Wheaton, Mike Glennon. Nothing really exciting here. That one guy in Seattle, that Christine Michael or whatever, right. he goes in round 15. Could be solid there. Who knows? Marcus Lattimore off the board. South Carolina Gamecock coming off the big injury. I grabbed Garrett Hartley, the kicker for New Orleans, because you know why? We like New Orleans Saints here on Fantasy Formula. Last pick, Mr. Irrelevant, it was Justin Tucker. Hank, that wraps up the entire league. It was a fun, fun night. Just give me a brief synopsis of your team. Do you think you're playoff caliber? Well, if you go at Chad East, and this is every year, it's it's incredibly, uh, you know, at the end of the, the night, you're in terrible shape, first of all. But it's incredible to hear uh, Mr. East come up and dissect your team and really and really tell you what the meat of the team is. And um, I, I, I think in years past, we've really found out that if he declares you as a playoff team, then you are not worthy of the playoffs. So I was not declared a playoff team. So I'll probably win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. But I do like my team. Okay, I know the pit of pick when I was on tilt there, and it was bad. But I do like my back. If my backs end up producing the way that I hope that they will, that's mm-hmm. my question mark. I mean, my receivers, solid. Yes. Quarterback, solid. Um, I think that if I get Bush and Matthews running the ball and running it well, I think I've got a solid team. Let's review it. And Hank, I'm looking at it right now. C.J. Spiller, Reggie Bush. Let's, let's quarterback Peyton Manning, running back C.J. Spiller, Reggie Bush, Ryan Matthews. That's not bad. Wide receivers Marcus Colston, who am I forgetting? Another wide receiver Hilton, Dec- T.Y. Hilton, Ooh. Decker, Decker. Good stuff there, Hank. Good stuff. You got your Pettigrew. tight end Pettigrew, and you got your def- defense Houston. Was Houston, man, that's that's pretty solid, Hank. You know, I take that back. I do think you might make the playoffs, which means now Uh-oh. that you will make the playoffs. <laughs> And let's make room. <laughs> make, uh, make room. Next up, let's review my team real quick. I think I'm playoff caliber. Hank, we'll breeze through it here. We had Arian. Let's go starting Matthew Stafford, quarterback. Running backs, Arian Foster, Shane Vereen. That's a little, little worrisome there. But we make it up with wide receivers with Calvin Johnson, Vic, Vincent Jackson, Roddy White, and Vincent Brown. I love, love those wide receivers. Wow. You know, very good. I got Kyle Rudolph tight end, defense stinks, and kicker Garrett Hartley. So I'm going to have some – I'm probably going to need to make a couple moves waiver wire, maybe a trade or two to get some better running back help. But if Aaron Foster can stay healthy with Calvin Johnson, Vincent Jackson, and Roddy White, and Matt Stafford, ooh. Yeah, that, you're definitely going wide receiver as your flex yes, at that point, but man, still, no man. Doubt, no doubt. So great job, Davey Drives a Hummer. Hank, good job reviewing. Let's take a quick break and thank our sponsor. Hi, I'm 2012 Greater Hickory Kia Classic champion Fred Funk. Please join us for the 11th annual Greater Hickory Kia Classic at Rock Barn October 14th through the 20th. Watch me defend my title against a fantastic field of Champion Store players. Weekly grounds badges are just $50. Individual tickets are $20 per day. Get your tickets today at the GreaterHickoryKiaClassic.com. Hank, and we're back. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Formula, the number one fantasy podcast in Western North Carolina. And before we continue the show, let me tell you how you can reach us. Please reach us at our website, www.themesh.tv. Check us out and check all the other fine shows that are on The Mesh as well. Or you can reach us at voicemail line, 828-619-0048. Leave your questions, leave your comments. We'll We'll get right back to you. Or maybe an easier way, email us, info at themesh.tv. You can also find us on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter. And as I mentioned earlier, you can find us on the front page of iTunes. 
baby. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, check us out. A lot of ways to reach us. This show just keeps growing and growing. Hank, as we continue, an interesting thing uh, when it comes to fantasy football, you have a lot of choices on whether, on which site to really post your league, you know, input your draft, communicate with your league members and all this stuff. The three main ones are Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS Sportsline. Um, out of those three, I know you've got a couple teams on a couple various sites. Tell me a little bit about the site that you like the best and why. And, you know, just give me some information about these sites. I like CBS. I think that they've done the most to accommodate their fan base. Um, if you look at it, you know, we had after our draft, CBS immediately takes our team, gives you a report card, ranks um, who had the worst draft, who had the best draft, and kind of, you know, I mean, has fun with it. The other thing that I like is so many of us have moved, moved to mobile devices cbs is streamlined between your ipad your iphone your android whatever it is and you can drop add trade trade, anything from your phone and so it makes it so much nicer so right now i'd say cbs is at the top of their game and are doing the most for their fantasy users yahoo i'd say is probably at the bottom of the game i think yahoo to for them is trying to be nice about it, and they're just trying to get it to the average player. Mm-hmm. And I think more of the average player is coming to Yahoo because it's easy to set up a league. It's nothing fancy. You can do it really quick. But I, I do like CBS on top. I think Yahoo's very good. I think they're changing their format to make it more accommodating. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say that the diehard fantasy players are going to go to CBS or, or ESPN. I'm with you, Hank. Completely agree. Until this year, I thought ESPN held the edge. They, they, you know, the fan, the when you're, what is the, what is it called when you're actually keeping up stat tracker right. that stuff. I thought ESPN's was the best, and you know all the things they did. But this year, as you said, man, CBS has really upped their game. The report cards, the analysis of the draft, the the way that it's so easy from mobile device to mobile device. The the little comments like your league feed, right the front homepage, boom, your league feed, everything that's happening from ad drops to post. Everything is right there. You don't have to go to another spot. It's right there in front of you. So, right. Yeah, CBS really up in their game. ESPN's slightly behind, and Yahoo still nice, but not quite as good. They're getting there. Um, so in our opinion, Fantasy Formula, if you have a choice on which site to use, our advice would be go with CBS Sportsline. You can't lose. You've got to pay. Now, right. you've got to pay a fee. I think Yahoo might be free. It still is. Yeah, but you've got to pay for CBS Sportsline, and I think you have to pay for ESPN. I, I think you do, too. I think yeah. Yahoo's the only one that's free. Yeah, so uh, that so I guess that makes sense. For your average users, Yahoo, they use it, but for the people that have had a league for a while and want a little bit of extra data and information to make it more fun, you pay a little money. But when you break it down, it might be 125 bucks. Everybody throws 5 10 bucks in a kitty, and it pays for it. Right. Well worth the money. Well worth it. So our bet, CBS Sportsline. All right, Hank, we'll move into our next segment. This is pretty fun. This is the Fantasy Formula uh, email bag, or we call it the fun bag. And what we're going to – I'm going to grab in this fun bag real quick, (laughs) Hank, and I'm going to hit you with our first question. This question comes from a listener here in – where are they? Oh, this is Michael Willard of Hickory, North Carolina. Familiar with Michael? I don't know if I am. Yeah, Michael, a good fella um, and a big, big football fan, really loves Alabama football, right? All right. So his question, since he's an Alabama roll-tie-roll kind of guy, his question is, Eddie Lacy is a rookie, but it is looking like he will get the starting nod. Considering Rodgers and the Packers' offense, how soon should I be looking to draft Eddie Lacy? 
Well, I think, you know, the good thing is, is we were able to address it in our draft a little bit because Will Rowland took him, I believe, fourth, fifth round. Now, yes. we've seen Eddie Lacy going fifth, sixth, fourth, fifth. If he makes it to the sixth, that's kind of obscene. But I think fourth, fifth round is where you're going to see him. I think that's you're getting his value at those rounds. I think before you're probably reaching a little bit. But he is climbing. And with, you know, the information you're talking about about you know i mean who knows what's going to happen in the packers i mean he could end up being a great pick there because they're certainly going to throw the ball you know they're going to throw the ball and they can't pack the box if they're going to throw the ball so eddie lacy might end up being a great running back and a great pick this year and let's don't forget about goal line too he's going to get every goal line carry so yeah hank i agree eddie lacy draft him in the fourth latest fifth but you can definitely take him in the fourth and feel very confident about it next pick comes from ben from where is Wilkesboro? Ben asks, what is the best draft format? Should I use the snake, random draft, auction, or what? All right, Ben, this is what I would say. I've only done snake drafts where, you know, first round, then it snakes around, so the last pick gets the first pick of round two and all that stuff. There are other formats, Hank, that you draft up the one spot, you get to draft the number one position every time, and that just seems unfair to me. So if you're – Ben, it sounds like you've got this type of draft – that sucks, Ben. Get out of this thing. <laughs> My suggestion would be, if it's a live draft, snake all day long where the first pick and the 12th pick, it snakes back around where 12th pick gets the first pick. That Do that one for a live draft. If it's an online draft and you can do an auction, as LT d- described to us last week, the auction online sounds like a blast. So in my opinion, if it's a live draft, snake format, if it's an online draft, let's try the auction. It looks like a lot of fun. Thanks for the email, Ben. Next up, Hank, I'm going to hit you with this one. This one comes from Drew of Governor's Mansion Raleigh. Okay, he says, Hank, I drafted both Cam Newton and Joe Flacco as my backup. For week one, Cam has Seattle, goes against Seattle in their defense, while Flacco goes against Denver's defense. Should I try to find a third option off the waiver wire or start Cam or Joe Flacco? What do you think? Drew, I think that's a good analysis. I mean, I think you're looking at it correctly. you got to figure out who they're playing, what defense they're playing. Um, and I, I think you're going up against two tough ones. Um, I still like Cam. I mean, Cam is a, you know, a, a, a front-of-the-draft kind of quarterback, and right. you're going to get a lot of mobility out of him. Although they're playing Seattle, you, you don't know. I mean, we're still kind of shaking it out here. Seattle's defense is certainly going to be good, but they've given up 10 points every preseason mm-hmm. game this far. So, you know, you don't, we don't know what to expect of them. I'd still start Cam and hold Flacco in the back. Yeah. So I would hold Cam. I mean, I would start Cam and see what ends up happening because you're hoping that he's going to run a lot and that they're going to go off to get off to a good start. Absolutely, Hank. And if you if you pick Cam in the third or fourth round, you don't want to – it's week one. You right. Know? You don't bench your guys you pick early. Right. Go ahead and start them. Let's just see what happens. So I completely agree. Start Cam all day there, Drew. Next up, we've got a question, and I'll take this one, Hank. It's regarding Arian Foster, and since I uh, selected Arian Foster, I'll, I'll, I'll address this. This one's from Mike from China Grove. All right, Mike, question. With Arian Foster looking gimpy, would I do better trying to score Ben Tate in a later round and select a stronger back in the early – or select a stronger back in the early going? Or is Foster really going to be ready to go in week one? Anyway, your question is very confusing to me, Mike, but I think what you're trying to say is, yes, if you get Arian Foster early, you got to get him first round. Grab Ben Tate. You normally need to get him in round five or six. I'll try to wait till round six, and it's and I got snooked. So if you get Arian Foster, definitely try to get Ben Tate. He is worth – I think he's 
the value of Aaron Foster is better than drafting like your DeMarco Murray or uh, give me another, uh, Steven Jackson. You right. know what I'm saying? Grab the Aaron Foster round one. Just try to get Ben Tate round five or six. Do that in place of passing on Foster and grabbing Steven Jackson. There's a no-brainer about that. Can I ask you a question? Sure. If you had the number two pick, three pick, four pick, and I don't know if he's considering this, but yes. if he had the two, three, four, right. would you have gone back with Aaron Foster? I think I'd have let him slide, man. Okay. I really do. I think I would Because our draft, how it went, I, all those guys I had before Aaron Foster. Okay. Now, granted, I had Foster before Rodgers, quarterback. Right. And I think I had Foster before Alfred Morris, who went before. But all the other guys, I so, drafted before yeah, Foster. So this guy, if he's sitting at a three pick, you know, maybe there are other options. Absolutely. If you're at the end of the draft, they're like where I was yeah. at 11. I'd still draft the Fosters in front of the Steven Jacksons and the Steven Ridleys and all that stuff, right. and I'd still go get Ben Tate. Absolutely. So, Mike, now your question is making a little bit more sense for me now that Hank's explained it. Thank you, Hank, and thank you, Mike. All right, last question of the day, brother. It's coming to you, Hank. Does Steven Jackson really have anything left in the tank for Atlanta? I mean, come on. The guy is like 50. <laughs> That's from Pat, that's Pat from Boone. Hank, can you address this one? Pat, I love the question. I love how it was phrased. I got to tell you, if there's any team that can breathe life in a dead old man, it's Atlanta because <laughs> they've done it with Tony Gonzalez every year. So do I? I like Stephen Jackson. I don't. I, at St. Louis, he was a. I don't feel like he was hitting his potential. He's got weapons around him now, and I think that he's going to have a good year. I think you know they still they got both those great receivers. They got Tony Gonzalez. Matt Ryan's going to be good. I, I say, yeah, I say he has good, a good year. I like him. I love Steven Jackson, too, Hank. He could be your RB1 or your RB2. He's fallen to early round second. He still got some, some juice left. He does. And with that offensive line, as you mentioned, look for him. I'm thinking 10 to 12 touchdowns. If Michael Turner could, Steven Jackson's going to do it this year. So, yeah, good job. You know, this just in, this just in, breaking news. Hank, we got one last question that just hit my text here. This is from Paige Fox. Hmm. I think that's Addison's wife. <laughs> she says, Chad, please get Addison back in the studio so you can get them, get him the hell out the house. Hank, do you hear that? Okay. So, Paige, we will try to get Addison back into the studio <laughs> next week because I know he's getting on your last nerve at home, Paige. But, at but this, that means he's here. I know. So, I, actually, Paige, I don't know what we're going to do about this. Maybe we can set him up in another studio. Closed room. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um Guys, what a great, great show. I'm glad you were here to review our Davey Drives a Hummer 2013 draft. I hope it helps you in your selections. We did learn a few things. Do not draft Dennis Pitta. Do not draft Dennis Pitta with any pick. And if you can um, get Arian, Ross, Rod, Rod, Arian Foster late in first round, you scoop him up. Hank, anything you want to say before we leave today? Oh, buddy? man, it's just been a blast. I always appreciate being here. Yeah, it's always th- fun. Th- Hank, thank you so much for coming. And don't forget, guys, at info at TV. it's one word. It's Hank or Addison. All you need to do is let us know who you want to be second Mike on the Fantasy Formula. And by God, if it's Hank, I'm going to try to get him in here. (laughs) With that being said, magic hands. Good looking out. Good work today. Hank, good seeing you. Fantasy Formula, we'll see you next week. Until then, peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. 
Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.